Hi, this is Mike McNamara, and you're listening to All Marine Radio on your home for it, the one and only All Warrior Radio Network. Second seminar starts tonight. Yeah, second seminar starts tonight. So I'm excited about that. Um, yeah. Um, so I did a bunch of work yesterday. Actually, kind of op-checking all my Zoom stuff. Learning how to do breakout rooms in Zoom and make everybody come back. Yeah, so you you send them away and then you make them come back, and um, so um, so did that, and then uh, you know most I think most laptops these days do not have a Ethernet port. Okay, so that's a uh, 
You know, that's the that's the port that you plug a cable into. Or at least mine doesn't. So um so we were talking and uh I got asked, Well, do you have it wired in or are you doing wireless? And I said wireless and they said and uh the woman who was helping me, Carrie, she said, Yeah, Mac, you should wire that. I'm like, Well, how do I do that? Is there and then I'm thinking, Durr, is there an adapter, you think? You think that might exist, Mac? You dope. So absolutely. USB adapter. And then you can turn your laptop uh, into uh, something that accepts an Ethernet uh, uh, adapter. So I did that last night and object everything and everything worked. Yeah, so so exciting stuff. So I'm excited um, about the second iteration of uh, of, of uh, the Postmatic Winning Weekly Seminar starting. And um, so, uh, yeah, so so exciting uh, tonight will be exciting. And even had so many people had to roll some people into a, the next one that I'll start in, uh, I'll start in, uh, I don't know, June probably. Um, so anywho, um, or depending on the demand, if the demand is there and it fills up quick, then maybe I'll start it sooner. Um, but anyway, it's exciting stuff. And it's exciting to talk to the people that uh, um, that are coming and their excitement to be involved in it, which is very, very gratifying. Uh, somebody who they've met or know or something like that has told them uh, what a good deal uh, this is if they've struggled. And so that's very, 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 uh, very, very cool as well. So, so tonight, uh, big night, exciting night uh, for uh, uh, post-traumatic winning as more people get uh, introduced to it. So, so exciting, exciting stuff. Tim Lynch is going to join me today. And, um, and what I want to talk about with Timmy is Afghanistan. Afghanistan very much in the news today after the President of the United States uh, does something that Donald Trump said he would do. But the reaction, call me crazy, but the reaction is a little bit different, right? I haven't seen anybody in NATO, you know, air out Joe Biden for... uh, for taking all American troops out of Afghanistan. So I want to, you know, this program has been cautiously pessimistic pessimistic in the long term uh, for a long time relative to what's going to happen in Afghanistan. Um, and, uh, and you've had guys that have served there, uh, you know, Will and Jeff. I'm sorry, Tim and, and Jeff, and I, you know, and I, I spent a year there. Um, but you've had them be, you know, pessimistic about what will happen, that the certainly the country sides of Afghanistan will return to control of the Taliban, and, you know, the cities will be controlled by the people that have historically controlled them, and we will see if they will either continue fighting or if they will cut some kind of power-sharing 
agreement, but it doesn't seem like the Taliban are feel like they're going to have to do that. They feel if if you see the things they say, if you read the things that they're uh, quoted in, they um, they don't seem <laughs> they don't seem to be in the mood to negotiate. Certainly, not a whole lot of progress has been made. And you're hearing more and more, uh, you're hearing more loud voices from uh, the federal government of Afghanistan, moderate Afghans, who are saying, yeah, this is not going to work. So the question becomes, what is the cost gain of our, you know, what is the cost benefit analysis of our current posture in Afghanistan? Right. And. Is that the right thing to do? Is that the wrong thing to do? So we'll get uh, we'll get Tim on and, and we'll get his thoughts. Right? Uh, truth be told, I believe there's more American service members killed in the United States training by far than are killed in Afghanistan. So if we've limited our casualties. What is the strategic upside to a NATO and U.S. presence in Afghanistan? That's the question. Does it continue uh, the fool's errand of attempting, um, you know, to, I don't know, try to do in Afghanistan what we attempted to do, right? I mean... We're going to take a country that's lived a certain way for, I could even tell you how long. And in a few short years, we're going to turn it around and we're going to turn it into some kind of representative government, you know, with a a military and a national police force that represents a whole nation, even though Afghans have never looked at their country as a nation. They've always looked at it as their tribe, right, where they live. They don't. I mean, they don't identify with Afghanistan, although they may live within its borders. Uh, that's not what they, you know, would, that's not the first thing they're going to tell you they are. So I think we've gotten over that fool's errand. So the question is, is a NATO slash American presence in the longer term strategically beneficial to the United States if you can keep the financial commitment low, right, and the cost in American lives low. So we'll get Timmy on and, and, and we'll get his thoughts on, on, on that. If you, if you go through the news today, um, there are uh, a lot of articles uh, talking both sides of, of this issue. And, um, and so... Let me just fire. Let me just read. I'll read you some headlines. Bernie Madoff is dead, just in case you were worried about that. Here are some headlines. Biden to announce withdrawal of U.S. troops from Afghanistan by September 11th. 
NATO forces to leave together from Afghanistan, the U.S. says. That's a Reuters story. From Mitch McConnell, withdrawing U.S. forces from Afghanistan is a grave mistake. From the Washington Post, Biden's Afghanistan withdrawal could be the first step to a Taliban takeover. From Bloomberg News, Biden withdrawal plan for Afghanistan amounts to surrender. From the Los Angeles Times editorial page, at last an end to the U.S. deployment to Afghanistan. From CNN, America's enemies line up to put Biden to the test. China, Russia, Iran. New York Times, with Afghan decision, Biden seeks to focus U.S. on new challenges. So that's just kind of a smattering of uh, headlines. Here's an interesting one from Colin Powell. This is from the website The Hill. Colin Powell on Afghanistan, we've done all we can do. Now that is a guy who gave you the, you know, Colin Powell pottery barn. You break it, you own it, you fix it. And again, you're seeing some headlines that say all NATO troops expected to leave Afghanistan before September 11th. But you haven't seen any announcement from NATO. So so we'll get Timmy on and and we'll talk about uh, this. And again, I'll lay out for Tim uh, the way this was articulated for me. Okay? In that if you can reduce the strategic footprint of Afghanistan, American involvement in Afghanistan, if you can reduce its financial impact on the DOD to something that's reasonable, then you'll keep al-Qaeda from um, doing what it did there prior to September 11th, which is important. We will have a strategic presence in the region. If we leave, we will not. And we can do that in a training and overwatch, and overwatch primarily with aviation assets, and those primarily with drones. And we can do that effectively, which means the Taliban cannot win, and they have to sue for peace. And then the Afghans will negotiate it as opposed to getting steamrolled. So that was the vision that was laid out for me by somebody who's very, very senior in the Department of Defense. So we'll let uh, we'll get Timmy's thoughts on that. So you've seen the headlines. Um, you've, you've heard the headlines now today. So um, So interesting stuff. Then you'll see... You know, personal opinions like this. I lost both legs fighting in Afghanistan. Saying there, staying there doesn't honor our troops. I, and again, it's uh, that's not the reason to stay, right? The reason to stay is because it's in America's strategic interest in the region to stay. Okay, so that that would be that would be the question, and I believe Michael O'Hanlon.
Let me see if I can find O'Hanlon. No, I get stories about every every O'Hanlon that's in the news today. The um. So that's the plan today. Uh, the United States Marine Corps Band makes this morning official. In case you haven't looked at your calendar, it is the 14th day of April. Good morning to you. dedicated to uh, another post-traumatic winning event tonight. And uh, I hope it touches lives the way it has since uh, I first started doing it in January of 2019. And uh, so uh, this is dedicated to that end. It is, uh, it's an awesome experience to watch people's lives change in front of you. And to be a part of that, and so uh, here's to that. Here's to that end. Here's to that goal.
you're betraying your whole life if you don't say what you think and you don't say it honestly and bluntly what keeps you awake at night nothing i keep other people awake at night for this campus had prepared him well <clears throat> i'm very confident that thank you very much <clears throat> if this was vodka it'd be a lot better speech <clears throat> <clears throat> but I'm not supposed to glamorize alcohol anymore. So young folks, you ignore what I just said. We just have to execute. And we are executing every day. And Sergeant Major and I are very proud of what you do. Doesn't mean we can't get better. We don't, we don't want to make a mistake to learn. We don't want to lose to learn. We cannot lose if we have to go fight. We got to do what these Marines did here 75 years ago. Persevere against difficult challenging conditions and odds and win. You gotta win. We will check the weather right now because that's what we do. Uh, currently in Quantico, cloudy in 62. Wow. Then down the coast, it is cloudy and, I'm sorry, sunny and 69 at Camp Lejeune. 29 Palms is cooled off a little bit. It is sunny and 61. Pendleton clouds at 56. Camp Smith in Hawaii, dark cloudy 63. Okinawa, dark cloudy 66. Darwin, where it's always hot. It is clear dark and 78 in Darwin. And in Norway, in Oslo, it is partly sunny and 51. Costa Mason... Newport Beach area, Southern California, it is 57 degrees under mostly cloudy skies. Looking for a high today of only 61. 65 tomorrow, 66 on Friday, 70 on Saturday, and 81 on Sunday. That is a, uh, that is a look at your weather here on, uh, on this Wednesday edition of All Marine Radio. Let me go through. Let me. We'll go through. We'll go through some news headlines, and uh, and then Tim Lynch uh, is going to join us as we uh, as we talk a little bit about Afghanistan, which we haven't done in a while. Um, email Mac. I've enjoyed listening to you and the Mensa brothers talk about the investigation into the fifteenth Mew. Are you done with that? Uh, no, we have one more version of that to do. And that is, you know, what are our takeaways from the investigation? And what is, what message, you know, what messages, what messages are people sending? So, yeah, and that'll happen tomorrow. Uh, you know, we, we have a bit of a problem because normally record, we record tonight. We can't record tonight, so we've got to figure out how we're going to do that. So, um, the Mensa brothers might have to get switched to Wednesday. And so it facilitates, um, it facilitates other things. So anyway, um, email those of Afghanistan, those opposing withdrawal, probably getting some kind of kickback. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know about that. Um, you know, I think there's certainly a case to be made. 
if you're if you're not if you're not part of the fighting anymore, but you do have the ability to use aviation assets to influence the outcome, there's certainly a case a discussion to be had about not um, leaving Afghanistan to the Taliban. And so that's the, that's been the discussion. And, and the criticism always is, you know, well, you can't get it there. All right. You can't get it there. So we'll kick that, we'll kick that around a little bit. Um, and so, I mean, I don't think Lindsey Graham's getting any kickbacks from Afghanistan. I don't think Mitch McConnell is, and some of the people that have voiced their opposition to it. You know, the the problem, you know, again, is that you know the the federal government has shown itself incapable of. Uh, and again, it was never the Afghan federal government's proposition to do what we thought should be done. In my opinion. That was an American initiative. They went along with it for a lot of different reasons, a lot of them financial. But it was an American vision. Yeah, this needs to happen. So um, if you probably talk to the Afghans, they probably thought much of it was a fool's errand. That's not going to happen. But, you know, Americans are willing to pay for it, so we'll give it a try, and we'll get rich along the way. So, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. The uh, top stories today in uh, in Stars and Stripe. Top headline is Putin's Ukraine buildup leaves the U.S. and its allies in search of a strategy. Yeah, let me get my crystal ball out a little bit. Uh, at some point, the Russians will move into the Ukraine. In my opinion. You will get the essentially the same the same uh, uh, scenario. Well, where um, you will have Russian <clears throat> Russians living in the Ukraine, right? In the news, and they will um, <clears throat> and they will go ahead and. Um, there, those stories will be featured all over Russia. Putin will come out and say, I will not allow Russians to be preyed upon by Ukrainians or in ungoverned spaces in the Ukraine. And we will defend them if the Ukrainians won't. So you'll hear that shit again. And then you'll see the little green men in military uniforms with no patches on. And they will begin moving around. And then the Russians will move into parts of the Ukraine. Okay. Just enough to serve notice, stir the pot, blah, 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 blah. Putin deflects muscle. And um, and then, you know, he will sue for peace. So I think we're going we're gonna to play that game. And the question is, will the, the EU, will NATO, you know, will the United States, will we do anything? Because if you look at the response, the American response, the Western Ally response to the massing of militia boats, you know, in clearly the economic exclusion zone of the Philippines by the Chinese, 
I haven't seen a large concerted statement by Japan, Taiwan, Australia, the United States, India, South Korea, Indo-Paycom, if you will. I have you seen that? I haven't seen that. You know, weak, weak, weak in the face of totalitarian joyride, joyride, uh, totalitarian aggression. And so you're getting it in the Ukraine and you're getting it in the South China Sea. So that the top story in Stars and Stripes. Number two story is U.S. troops to leave Afghanistan by September 11th, according to the White House. Um, let's see. Let me skip real quickly to the top. Well, let me see what the top story is. Marine Corps Times today. How a Marine Corps shift to long range may change a, its strong cannoneer tradition. Um, ne- next story. Top Marine called to testify on nine deaths in amphibious assault vehicle. And there's also a hearing today, I got an email saying that the inspector generals right, are will be on Capitol Hill today. And that General Bob Caselvi is one of them. And that he will be um, he's gonna be questioned about the AV incident. He was a commanding general of the first marine division at the time that it happened. So that's supposedly going to happen today as well. So today or tomorrow, maybe tomorrow, Thursday. Um, Top stories in early burn, then we'll get Tim Lynch on. Biden to order all U.S. troops out of Afghanistan by September 11th. Number two, U.S. signals support for the Ukraine and will add troops in Germany. Add troops in Germany. Get your map out, right? All right, so if you get your map out, and you go to Europe, okay, and then zoom in on Europe, okay, find where Germany is, okay, then find where Poland is, okay, then find where the Ukraine is. 500 troops in Germany. Germany's France. Okay, now Poland gets you further into Eastern Europe. Okay, old Warsaw Bloc country. 500 troops in Germany. What? Who gives a shit? Germany's not at risk. <laughs> Germany's neighbors are Poland, you know, the Czech Republic, and Austria, right, and Switzerland. Like, what the hell are we doing? But, hey, you know, Donald Trump was going to take them all out of there. To me, take them all out of there and send them to Poland. They're in a position to get to the Ukraine pretty quick. So, anyway, uh, that story in the news today. The um, number three, House Armed Service Chairman blasts White House for dragging their feet on the budget. Wow. And what's interesting about that is that guy's a Democrat. The White House is owned by the Democrats. Number four, police encounter with black army officer is a hurtful reminder that service is not going to save you. 
I'm, I'm, as the dust settles on that, what in the hell was that about? What in the hell was that about? Number five, Fort Sill sexual assault case stirs up the worst kind of deja vu. Multiple cadre members are under investigation at Fort Sill, Oklahoma, in connection for the sexual assault of a trainee. The officials have not confirmed on the record how many of them and what roles they might have played. So cadre members are essentially drill instructors, right? They are instructors there. And the story is coming out of Fort Sill that female trainees were um, assaulted by members who were by leaders that were supposed to train them. Okay. So, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a terrible story. So again, uh, the army looking into that. Um, let me get Tim Lynch on. My Skype was malfunctioning over the course of the last several days. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really understand why. And then I had a little problem with my uh, with my mixer as I spilled tea on it, and the tea had sugar on it. Yeah, so sugar, water on electronics normally will you know just evaporate. You wipe it off and it's okay. Sugar, yeah, not so much. I spilled it on my keyboard too. And I tried to take my keyboard apart so I could clean it, and you can't do that. So um, I had to go buy a new keyboard, and and I put my I put my tea in the same spot every day. Tim Lynch joins me now. How are you, Tim? Well, I'm doing fine. Back yourself? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I want to. I, I want you to be a policy guy, okay? Mm-hmm. Um. I was I was told by a very very senior member of the Department of Defense um, that when I asked talk to me about the future of Afghanistan and he said well my job is to is to provide a strategic presence in the region which we do by by being there he said, number two is I deny the Talib, uh, Al-Qaeda the use relative to training camps and whatnot in Afghanistan to use as they did for attacks relative to, you know, Allah September 11th. Three, the next task is to reduce the financial signature of all of this Right, bring down the number of American troops that are actually participating in any type of kinetic events to zero. Right, so we'll, we will be in a train and assist mode, and also using aviation platforms, primarily drones, to support Afghan units in conflict. In conflict conflict with the Taliban, in contact with the Taliban. And therefore, we weight the scale in favor of the federal government, right? So little American loss of life, right? 
Uh, and again, there's more, you know, American military members being killed in training accidents here in the United States than, than there is in Afghanistan, for sure. Um, and he said, and then to bring the cost down, but we continue to be able to service our strategic interests in the region. So um, you're no stranger to Afghanistan and Afghan policy. So let's talk, let's talk strategic level stuff. Okay. okay. Is 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 there a case at the at the strategic level for a U.S. NATO presence in the in the longer term as this Taliban and Afghan federal government negotiation continues, which doesn't seem like it's going in favor of the federal government folks? Mm-hmm. Is there is there a case for that? I don't believe so. Okay. Um, and I think that what he was saying made sense if you were charitable 10 years ago. It makes no sense given the realities of what we're doing right now on the ground. And and what we're doing on the ground since about mid-2019 uh, is flying drones and, uh, and, and fixed-wing uh, aircraft in support of the Taliban fighting ISIS up in, uh, uh, in the higher ranges of Kunar and Jalalabad. So um, we're well beyond, the, I, I believe, this, this strategic base to keep a, a tamp down on international terrorism. We, we, we started withdrawing all of our people out in about 2018 was the last time we started a significant manhunt. And that was after Osama bin Laden's son. Ham, uh, Hamza, Hamza right. and and uh, that was because uh, President Trump had a big thing about Hamza, and they ran him the ground. It's the last time they put uh, boots on the ground, but the guys that 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 finished him found uh, a traffic in one of the couriers' bodies about a gigantic training site down in the, uh, in um where the hell, in Helmand out out there towards the, the desert. I'm sorry, Kandahar province out in the, in the desert towards Pakistan. And they raided that in 2018 and killed 150, 200 guys. And this is all al-Qaeda. So al-Qaeda had a big training camp in Afghanistan. They've had it for years. We took that out. And, uh, and I don't believe that that camp was ever designed to, to, to launch international attacks. The, the Taliban didn't know anything about 911 before it happened. Most of that planning happened in Hamburg, Germany anyway. And uh, so I don't, I don't think that our, our current reason of staying there is valid. Although so the denial, the denial piece, you would say, is overstated and irrelevant. I, I would, because I don't believe that anybody can can prove that these organizations there, whether you're talking Al Qaeda or ISIS, are in any kind of condition to launch any kind of a of, of centrally planned long range attack against the United States. It's not. It's not what ISIS does anyway. ISIS is more of a lone wolf provocateur. Got it. Got it. All right. Um, so does the United States have any other course? Um, so let's talk about, let's talk, talk about staying around, um, at least until some sort of agreement is made, which, you know, I mean, the conditions of our withdrawal were that certain, certain conditions had to be met relative to the, the negotiations and relative to the fighting. Many of those have not been made. And yet, you know, the president has said we will be out of there by September 11th, 
right? And then there's other headlines saying all NATO troops will be out as well. And, um, you know, so to me, if I'm the Taliban spokesman, I, I walk out today, I call a press conference, and I don't say a word. I just put a little sign that says, we'll be back on September 12th. And then, yeah, and then I'll um, have, and then I will certainly have something to say that day. Yeah, there's, well, that's, uh, the, the Taliban have, in fact, stopped talking to the Afghan government. And that's, I would suspect exactly what they're going to do. They're not stupid people. And, um, and, and, and there it is, because we need to stay around, have some kind of presence there if we're going to have an embassy there. That, that's a fact. We've, we've got an awful lot of Afghan citizens have immigrated to America. We've done a lot for the Afghan people. I think we need to stay around in some type of capacity. If you want to keep uh, um, the, the varsity uh, uh, SF over there and keep on whacking a high level Al-Qaeda and, and ISIS, have at it. What the hell? They'll, you'll never run out of uh, you'll never run out of targets. But um, uh, the Afghanistan is going to have to figure out how it's going to coexist with each other uh, amongst each other. There's only one way this can okay, end. It will right. not end okay, with so, us imposing peace. Okay, I understand that. Yeah. But if if when now, it's not if, when we remove ourselves completely, does that promote the peace process or does that eliminate the peace? I think it eliminates the peace process. And if you're the Taliban, you'll say, let's get after it, boys. There, there is a there is a chance. There is a chance that some of these, some of the Taliban, because again, these aren't all necessarily right. bad men. Well, and the other, th- the, the other, the other yeah, thing yeah, the, is, uh, what the, I'm saying is, but the other thing that you guys, you have made clearly uh, a point you made repeatedly on the show is, when we say the Taliban, it is not a monolithic. Oh no! Right, no. they're not no. marching in lockstep. It is a loose confederation. Um, it's like the meeting of the Corleone fan or the, uh, the heads of the families after, uh, after Michael Corleone went to, uh, Italy. And, and even worse, because you've got two shuras in competition, you've got the Quetta Shura with right. mostly Iranian and, and of course, Pakistani backing. And you've got the Peshawar Shura who sucks up a lot of the Arab money. So the, those two don't even cooperate, uh, and, and, and then throw Haqqani on top of all that. And uh, you've got three factions that are that are. So when we powerful. say the Taliban, just know that it's a loose confederation of of organizations and individuals that at any given time can say, "Fuck this, I'm going in the other direction," and do. Right. Okay. So and, so again, when we when we remove our hand from that scale, I mean, what do we what do we expect is going to happen? Well, you, you've got you've got Taliban and and the Afghan government cooperating in the eastern region now, Nangarhar, Kunar specifically, because they're uniformly against ISIS. Okay. Remember that ISIS was driven out of Nangarhar principally by um, a, you know constant attention from an SF unit, but also because the Taliban came across a parrot speak and attacked them and drove them out of there in 2018. I mean, drove them out entirely. So you've got areas in, in the country where the, where the Taliban and the government forces have reached a mutual agreement as, as to not to interfere with each other. Okay. And what they're looking for, what you would see as far as the, 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 those who have been against the government is 
Can our gem mining and timber operations continue like they've been? Once, once all these things are worked out and the economy flows, it's possible the Taliban will not forcibly remove the government. It's possible they can come to some type of a, a consensus agreement that's good for the Afghan people because okay, so, I, so, so it's possible. It's possible. But it's going to but be have you it's, seen, going to, it's not going to have anything to do with us. Have you seen any indication that that is in the offing? I haven't. O- only, only, only Hekmadier coming in and saying he wanted to work with, with those people. That's that's a major warlord, Hekmadier. That takes the, quote, Taliban out of the northern part of eastern eastern Afghanistan because those were Hekmadier's guys, not 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 the, the Shura and Peshawar's guys. So that was that would be one indication, but I, I can't I can't I, I don't have a sense for the place like I did ten years ago. Ten years ago, I would have been much more definite and definitive because I was there and got a sense of things uh-huh. things were happening. Uh-huh. Now I don't. I can yeah, but, go but, but I, I will tell you this: you've been around that thing enough to know. Oh yeah, right. That when there's power to be grabbed, and ult- and power equals money. Okay, just so right. So mm-hmm. we're we're talking about greater control of the opium trade. We're talking about greater control of uh, of, of 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 the finance. Gem mining, timber mining. There's a lot of money up there. Right, the commercial the powder. Right, all the commerce that goes out of large cities. So um, when there's greater control, i.e., more access to money in all of that, um, then then you will see people move for it. And so, again, I I don't, I have in my mind somebody who's talking about a strategic presence in the region. I don't see how this helps. I don't see how, given our our small signature there, I don't see how this helps the federal government in Afghanistan. I, I think it makes them weaker. And again, to me, the last piece of this is at least getting an agreement, you know, and the and the beginnings of the green the an agreement to being executed that then allows us to say, okay, we've tied this thing up as best we can, and you know, and now if we choose to withdraw everybody, so be it. But to me, I don't I don't think that you know I think you know we've been we we started out a couple of years ago cautiously pessimistic to quote to quote Grant Newsham um, cautiously pessimistic about the future of Afghanistan and now I think if 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 I were to judge that Neil today I think we would say we are straight up pessimistic about the future of Afghanistan and then if somebody would say well Mac what do you think this move does does it make you more pessimistic or less pessimistic about the future of Afghanistan i would say it makes me more more pessimistic about the future of Afghanistan because i i believe that the taliban will say we defeated the united states now it's time to deal with these you know these idiots in in kabul and kandahar and we will do that and i think it subjects the people of afghanistan to more to more war not less and so to me, to me, given the small signature, given the lack of Americans doing, doing any fighting, does this help or hurt the cause? I believe it. I, I mean, I, I believe, and again, I, I believe we need to leave and the Afghans will sort this out, but we're taking our hand off. What little weight that we give the Afghans, we're now taking that off. And I think we, we you know, it's reminiscent of what we've done in other countries, which is we... 
you know, we get tired of it, and we walk away from it, and we leave somebody hanging that, that has pinned their hopes on us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and again, the only only the only thing is is that as I understand things now, uh, we're leaving we're leaving behind an embassy, we're leaving behind diplomats, we're leaving behind it, and some type of presence like that, and that, my friend. That's how you might find a way to get the American people back in the war would be to take those people out. And that's what I would be afraid of. And I'm not talking about the Taliban, brother. I'm talking business. Right. So. So. uh, But but you're things start to things start to go bad. All of a sudden, the American embassy gets overrun and people are slaughtered like they did to the Soviets down in Herat to start the Soviet thing going. And uh, and they know exactly what they're doing. And, and you know exactly what we're going to do. And it's a it's a it's a silly it's a silly position to be in right now. I, I think. So then how do you thread that needle, Tim? If, if, if you say, OK, if we leave any kind of diplomatic mission there, um, we have to have a military presence in the country, in, in the region close by. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, brother. I, I'm I'm. I'm I'm saying that it's 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 Saigon in '75. We it, there may not be a Taliban tanks coming through the wire, but it's but you're you're in this, the exact same situation, and nobody is going to be too fond of Americans uh, in Afghanistan anytime soon if we pull this. And I don't blame them because we made a lot of promises we couldn't keep. And um, I, this this to me is just a slow moving disaster. The only thing that could come good out of it would be for us to go away and them to work out something where they stop fighting each other and turn back into a hippie, a hippie commune tourist type place because it's a cool country. It's got beautiful places. I mean, right. It's a beautiful but, country. But if you were the yeah. Taliban, would that wouldn't be my course of action. If I was them, I would say, you know, you know, how do we how do we get our hands on the rest of this stuff? All right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's true. But there's you've got the you've got that. That uh, the virus of modernity that we've unleashed in that place. Those those Afghans in most cities are used to the, to the Ex- internet. All Afghans. explain the virus of modernity oh, because well, people I, are going to think you're talking about some kind of. You said virus and modernity, and are you talking about some kind of vaccine? So I know. I'm sorry. I apologize. What when explain. when we arrived in Afghanistan, the place was 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 basically. Uh, and isolated uh, uh, peoples who had very little exposure to outside of their immediate environment and not really any knowledge of, of what goes on outside of Afghanistan. The, uh, the, the Taliban was considered sort of normal. N- nobody in Afghanistan knew what about 911 or why we were there or anything. So you, 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 within a year or two of being there, all of a sudden, every Afghan had a cell phone. The cell phone towers started going up. Electricity started being more widely available. Now, now you go fly over the uh, 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 Nimroz or Helmand province and all you're going to see is stinking um, uh, um, uh, the, uh, oh God, what what am I, what am I thinking about for the sun, the sun, the panels to catch, uh, solar, solar panels. Thank you. Cause the, cause they stole all the solar panels that we installed in the cities and they moved them out into the places to run their water pumps. So now they got boom in agricultural as far as that goes to soil panel uh, uh, opium. So it's and – you, and you've got the internet. You've had people educated. All these people know that uh, – about what goes on outside the world now. They have a much better understanding of what the, the international uh, uh, scene is. 
And the Taliban doesn't want to go back to lobbing people's fingers off for smoking. Most of those guys smoke now anyway. So it's it, they've got to come to an accommodation of working modernity. When when we set up the Fab Lab in Jalalabad, and it, I remember during Ramadan, some of these kids were talking on a on a uh, it was like Skype type connection, but it was an MIT thing. They're talking to a, a Islamic kid in Norway, asking him if the sun doesn't go down, when when the when the heck do you eat during Ramadan? That, I mean, they're asking because they had no idea that there was a place where the sun didn't go down in the north. I mean, they were learning stuff that we take for granted. That edu- that and that was I'm talking 20 years ago. I was watching this, so we've got 20 years of education, 20 years of helping Afghans. And and 20 years of, of of Afghans getting used to individual Americans and uh, knowing what we're all about. And that's not going to go away. So we've we have given them a virus of modernity, which which the Taliban can't reverse. None of them can reverse. We've left them with education. We've bought hundreds of thousands of Afghans into our country where they're being uh, uh, where they're coming American citizens. Almost all of these are Turks. All the ones that I've was involved bringing in were Hazaras, uh, which is a, a discriminated against minority in Afghanistan, and they're happy to be here. Um, and and so, so the, the what what good comes out of our involvement in Afghanistan, I, I I don't know. We won't see. But I'll give you an interesting data point that shocked me. I, I had my son. My son came and visited last weekend, and he uh, uh, took a trip through Cambodia, Laos, and, and uh, Vietnam. And what he told me was the Vietnamese up north in northern Vietnam love Americans, got no issue with Americans, love seeing them around. The people in the south, they like the French. They're not too happy with Americans. They prefer French people. I I never knew that, never heard that. But I hope that it doesn't happen in Afghanistan where 20 years from now, if you go back there, people are like, yeah, you know, there's Germans that were up in the north. They were okay, but those Americans were assholes. But I think that's probably what's going to happen. Because we're going to leave them. Yeah, again, I, I I wouldn't lobby, you know, again, I, for a long-term American boots-on-the-ground presence. But, you know, I, I think you've negotiated an agreement with the Taliban. And, you know, should you not adhere and make sure that the Taliban has lived up to its side so you can live up? I mean, just that minimum. But it sounds like, again, what we're doing is we're just going to unass Afghanistan. Which, okay. Well, see, you know, there's there's stuff going on here that I don't think we'll ever have visibility on. Historians are going to puzzle over, and that is Zalmi Khalizad. That's the Afghan American who was the right, ambassador right. when I first arrived right. there, who set a lot of the stuff with the Karzai in motion to begin with. Is the guy that's wrapping this up now, working for what three presidents now: Obama, Trump, and now Biden. I don't. You know that guy. That guy seems to have operated on his own agenda in the past, and I don't. I I would. I don't know. I I, I hope he's able to to wind this thing up, but because he has a lot to do personally with how things got the way they. The, but he's the been. Way he's are. been. I haven't seen him in the news in a long time. That's because he's out there making the deal. He's the guy that they're talking to. I I, I was just reading an article, not yesterday, that Calzite's still there. He's still the one doing all the talking. And he's a he's a he's an excellent guy to do all the talking. I'm not saying we have anybody that's better, but were I president, I'd have I'd have somebody that was a Dari Pashto speaker right next to him, because I, I I mean the guy the guy when it first started off 
went off on his own agenda. And uh, I think that's why the political system in Afghanistan is completely okay, so, uh, screwed up. So let, and, and, let me ask you, know. you, as we wind this thing down, um, as we wind this thing down, um, what do you think, you know, so we leave, what do you think the Taliban will do? So you, you're part of their shura now that President Biden has announced this. Um, how does this affect us, and what's our uh, what's our next move? So, you know, what do you think? That, what do you think they're saying in uh, in that shura? I imagine they're going to once once this thing is signed, they're going to make moves to solidify the control over areas they feel they own. That would what, be. What does that mean? That would. That'd be moving into Lashkagar. Not not necessarily, I think they could probably do this without firing a shot, quite frankly. Not necessarily uh, moving in to start killing people, but moving in. Re- remember now that the Taliban controls districts in the Helmand for years now, and the government the line ministries still function. They, they, the agricultural guys still function. The ministry of Hajj, uh, they still function. I mean, the, the line, the line um, ministries function from Kabul and still put money and stuff into those districts controlled by the Taliban now. I think they'll just control more and they'll have to reach some kind of uh, some kind of accommodation. There's going to be some fighting as they get a little too aggressive up in the northern part around Kandus in particular. But I, but, I, but I even 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 that, that fighting, Tim, do you think it will be anything? I mean, how does the federal government win? If, oh, they if, don't. OK. They don't. All right. Yeah, yeah, they're not. They're, they're, they, they've got some guys that can fight. They got some A twenty nine. But they, but they don't. Limits, but they enough. don't have enough, right? No, they don't. They don't. I mean, you, how do you get? How do you get to be a colonel in the ANA? Uh, money normally, right. not not performance. Not performance that performance right. threatens other colonels. Right. Remember? Right. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if you saw that, Jeff. Knows so, exactly so, what I'm so, about. so the so this move. This American move, right, mm-hmm. um, to completely withdrawal, do you think it hands Afghanistan to the Taliban? Yes. Okay, yeah. so so and, and give me a percentage, 90-10 chance that it, you know? Eh, 60-40. I'd, I'd say 60-40 oh, wow. right now because, again, the Taliban's not a monolith. You've got right? Quetta Shura. You've got Peshawar Shura. No, but got so a, really 60-40? You know? I'm surprised that you would think that, that the federal government has that much of a chance um, vis-a-vis the Taliban. Well, the Taliban is in their best interest to leave it at 60-40 because they're not going to be able to maintain the roads and crap like that. <laughs> why not let the federal why, government if they do take that over the, If they take over the federal government, why wouldn't they? Well, they, if they take over the federal government, that's a whole different thing. I don't think they'll do that because I think that's going to put them in, in, in the crosshairs of too many people. And they don't have to do that. They can sit there and cooperate and the money spigot continues to flow into Afghanistan. And I believe that's what everybody wants is the money spigot to keep on going. Because if they get their road networks unscrewed, they've got a lot of mineral wealth to extract. And the Chinese are more than happy to help them. I would um, I would be absolutely stunned if that happened. I here's and, and it's interesting you mentioned the Chinese. What I would what I would expect is Taliban, right? The United States leaves. Taliban takes control or is on the verge of taking control, and they announce an agreement with the Chinese relative to the Belt and Road Initiative. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, 
and that gives and, and so the Chinese expand their influence, right? Money flows in, right? The uh, the Taliban will obviously take a cut of all those contracts, and uh, and you know, and and again, we've any any chance of a different outcome, right? Has been eliminated by the NATO and American withdrawal, complete withdrawal. I mean, mm-hmm. so again, as I can't remember who said it the other day, Grant said it the other day when he said, look, you know, truth be told, no, Will said it. You know, when foreign nations go with us someplace, they're on the placard. They're not doing any of the dying except for the Brits. Okay. If, yeah. if, if, if Italians, if Germans get killed, if anybody else gets killed, Belgians, it's an accident. It's it's a freak accident because that's not what they sign up for. They they sign up to be part of the coalition of the willing, right? And you know we get to use their names as a part of this coalition, but they don't <clears throat> sign up to do any of the dying. That's not the conditions of their 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 working agreement. And so, to me, you have your hand on the scale, and now without the Taliban fulfilling their side, you're leaving. And I just don't see I think you're I think you're sixty forty. Your sixty forty makes sense to me as an economic proposition, but I have seen no indication that they're willing, you know, to negotiate that and cut that deal. So I would be shocked if that happened. So I would put the odds closer to ninety ten. The Taliban will take over that country. Or well, it actually, will descend into a a war as the Taliban puts pressure on the major pop- population centers, and those turn into um, those turn into combat zones. Yeah, that, that's that, that's that is a distinctly possibility. Let me real quick. I wanna I wanna make a correction because yeah. of our our uh, international audience. The Canadians uh, fought like demons down in Kandahar before they ultimately were withdrawn. They they took a lot of casualties, and the Dutch took a ton in Uzgan. So there were some other folks that were that were fighting. The French, I th- think, did a pretty good job after their initial defeat. Uh, yeah, but, 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 but again, but to me, I, there, again, were, there were guys that were fighting with us. I just wanted to throw that out. But, that, but that's an anomaly. I mean, because those countries yeah. in Iraq, they didn't sign up to do that. No, no, I'm not and saying that. And, and we didn't put, and we did yeah. not put them in those positions. When those things happened, something went wrong. Because oh, they, there's, there's no doubt about that. Right. Right. That was not the intent when the uh, Canadians started started off. And I'll tell you something else about China. So 2005, I get a phone call from a country manager from a secure, another security company, not the one I'm working for. And he said, I need you right now, tonight. I need you. I need, I need a car. I need you. I need gun with, with weapons. I said, okay, what, what's going on? I need you to run something for me. It wasn't just me. It was a bunch of us that show up, right? And each of us get uh, in our car, comes a Chinaman with a big old bag. And we went to Afghan houses. This was after the Canadian company had won the contract to develop their their gigantic, uh, the largest copper mine in the world, which is, I forget, it's it's somewhere in the middle, center part of the of the country. But uh, what that was were payments going out, and uh, and then suddenly uh, the contract wasn't won by the by the Canadians. It turned out that they rebid it and the Chinese won. So that's 2005. They're throwing out. I was told I didn't know what was in those bags. I was told it was a million bucks. Uh, um, they're, they're already pulling that crap in 2005. So yeah, the China belt and road thing, you would think that Chinese uh, would have problems with the Afghans given their, the treatment of their Muslim minority, but nobody seems to mind that. It seems, I don't, I don't understand why, but, 
But yeah, China's China's going to have a lot to do with what's going on in there. It's not going to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts about um, about uh, this this announcement? No, no, no. Other thoughts other than you know the the Afghan I saw. I was often in the places I went. The first international person any of them had ever seen, and the people were so friggin' decent. I mean, just a nice welcoming for strangers or whatnot, if you're in the middle of nowhere, just a nice, interesting people. I, I'm just sickened to see us continue to go on like this because, uh, you know, it, no, it, it, it seems it, like there's yeah. no good men among the but living again, anymore, but, uh, but there were some decent ones. Well, at first. again, I, let me read you an email. Yeah. Mac, before you guys go, I'd like to ask you both a question. Once again, the United States signs up to do something. Once again, the United States struggles to do it, and it would appear to me, once again, the United States quits leaving its allies and everybody who threw in with us to an enemy that is ready to pounce on one of our allies. Is there anything wrong with what I said to me? No, there's 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 nothing wrong with what he said. The the the, the mistake was not getting OBL at the first place and sticking around uh, and 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 Osama sticking around. Bin, Osama, bin, Osama bin Laden at the beginning. When 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 General Mattis was down there screaming, "Let me go in behind!" I can't believe that we didn't do that. It, it's because everything that happened. If you look at our involvement in specific provinces. Okay, okay, I don't want to get off on that. I I just, yeah. Relative to his statement, is there anything that that he stated that is incorrect? No, we said we we were going to come in and rebuild the place and we weren't going to leave until the job was done. I said that repeatedly myself. I heard ambassadors say that. I heard generals say that. And we're not doing anything like that. And again... um, you know, does that impact American prestige around the world? Uh, let me tell you, if I was a country, I'd be very leery of throwing in with the United States um, because are you going to leave us in the lurch? I mean, again, and, and consider this. Consider the Philippines in this situation, the Vietnamese in this situation. You want us to open our doors to you. You're going to treat us like you treated Vietnam in the past, like you treated Afghanistan in the past? The way you've unasked these things, you come in and you say all these great things and then you get tired and then we get slaughtered. We go to prison. Mm. Right. And so and so, again, if I was a Pacific Rim, you know, especially in in any of those nations that surround the South China Sea that we say we want access to. That Admiral, you know, Grant was talking about Admiral Akaino, you know, um, He's he he wants all these missiles. Well, where are you going to put them? Hmm. Guam and Palau. That's it, because nobody else will take you. Nobody else will allow you. And so I don't know repercussions oh. of it. I guess we will see. Um, I guess we will see. But again, this habit, this American habit of taking an ally and then hanging them out to dry, um, um, is is. Is, is, is a bit disturbing. And again, to me, what's problematic about this is the Trump administration negotiates an agreement that it doesn't even seem, you know, we're, we're going to make them fulfill before we leave. 
Mm-mm. Nope. And I, no, I it does not. And so to me, it's like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's just disturbing in terms of you know you fight to win for a certain outcome. You fight to win the peace. It's called phase four of all of this, right? You fight for an end state um, and, a, and a political outcome. And then to think that, I mean, the, the Chinese will walk in and they will begin to do their thing and they will expand their sphere of influence into Afghanistan. And, you know, and I know there's a lot of people that would sarcastically say, well, good luck to them. They will, they will die in Afghanistan as the Russians did, as Americans did. And they will not change it. But be a bitter pill to swallow. You know, in the in the early parts around 2004, 2005, a lot of Chinese companies were winning those road building contracts and the local Taliban would come and pinch a couple of engineers and take them as hostages and, and, and start demanding money for them. And the Chinese, they wouldn't even talk to them. They'd just send another engineer. They're like, yeah, well, whatever. They, and the, the Taliban actually ended up letting these people go. They would just kind of wander out of the hills every once in a while over the ensuing years. It was ridiculous. But well, the, the kidnapping business is an honorable trade in in oh, in, absolutely, in, yeah, in that in that part of the world, right? Oh, I, as stupid as that sounds, it's a, it's a, it's a business, right? It's not you know essentially a crime. It's oh, what we do. And there's do. rules. I mean, right. there's rules on how to treat. I mean, it's it's actually quite civilized. They're not going to torture anybody that they kidnap them for money. They they generally treat you pretty well. So I understand. Got it. Yeah. All right, Timmy. Um, again, um, I don't. Uh, I have again, like I think most people, I have you know very mixed feelings. I you know again, I I agree with you and Jeff in our discussions about Afghanistan. In that, you know, the Afghans have to sort this out. Um, but I think that we are not helping the side that fought with us by this move. No, no, no. We're we're not. We're not, and and of course, and, and pulling out, and if it de- degenerates as significantly, the money the money flow dries up too, and that just say it, well, it makes it that much worse. And you guys yeah. have said, you know, look, they, they they'll cooperate as long as the money's around, and as soon as yep. the then then it will go back to what it is, and so, um, yeah, that that to me is the only, I think, you know, what the United States ought to be about is get the get the Taliban to live up to the agreement that they signed, right? And then we we stick to our agreement. But if you're gonna leave the country and they haven't they haven't lived up to their end of the bargain, uh it's just a, a shitty message that you send uh to our allies that this is how much we value you when we get tired. And you leave behind not a functional embassy, you leave behind what are essentially hostages, quite frankly. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting that you say that. Uh, so, what does the ground force have to be around the embassy to defend that thing? If we ha- if we have a presence, it's indefensible. There? You can't. You right. you it, it's take it. I know the embassy quite well, having been there as 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 it's built. You can't you can't pack enough guys in there to defend it because it's it's just. It, what are you going to do? Start slaughtering hundreds of thousands of civilians? Kind of a deal. It'd be just like Tehran. Yeah. Just like the American embassy in Toronto, yeah, that, that you, you know? would you would use a crowd as cover for your exactly. small oh, groups it, to go in. Exactly. There. Oh, right. absolutely. It's. I mean, they, that's what they do. It wouldn't be the first time. That's how they do it. And and so that that negates our firepower advantages. After that, it's just a matter of how nice they're going to treat the hostages. 
because it isn't like they kidnapped them. They not, they may not get the uh, kidnapped hostage special. They might get the uh, the infidel special. That'd be nasty. Hold on. I want to. Uh, I saw Michael Hanlon, who writes. Uh, what is he's a Brookings Institute guy, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and he's written extensively on Afghanistan. And um, I just want to find something that he wrote here. Let's see if I can find it. Um, Michael Hanlon's being quoted here. What to do. Give me a second. I know I'm failing right now, but don't. Tools, sort by relevant, sort by date. A senior administration official said ahead of the president's remarks that Biden had determined the best path forward to advance American interest is to end the war in Afghanistan after 20 years so that we can address the global threat picture as it exists today, not as it was two decades ago. It's not going to end the war in Afghanistan. It's going to end America's involvement in the war in Afghanistan. Uh, Quote, Together we have achieved the goals that we set out to achieve, and now it's time to bring our forces home, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said in Brussels on Wednesday. And then I want to get to Michael O'Hanlon. Taliban spokesman Zahibullah Muhadid added on Twitter that, quote, if the agreement is breached and foreign forces fail to exit our country on this specified date, problems will certainly be compounded, and those who fail to comply with the agreement will be held liable for this. Right? The Taliban on Wednesday said it wants all foreign forces out of Afghanistan on the date specified by the Doha agreement, and if the agreement is adhered to, a pathway to addressing the remaining issues will be found. Um, hold on critics of the United States staying in Afghanistan assert it was a foregone conclusion that we were going to lose anyway or that our allies would lose power anyway and therefore why not just leave sooner rather than later said Michael O'Hanlon senior fellow and research director at Brookings Institute foreign policy program I think that's a flawed argument O'Hanlon said this part of the world that's been the source of 9-11 attacks previously, could become one of the great no-man lands for international terrorism to hide in the future. According to Hussein Haqqani, former ambassador of Pakistan to the United States, the real question now is whether withdrawing its troops, the U.S. will continue to help Kabul, the Kabul government and the Afghan people keep the Taliban at bay. Haqqani the South and Central Asia director of the Hudson Institute told Voice of America 
The Taliban have shown no interest in peace, and the Doha process only reinforces their belief that the, that the U.S. of the U.S.'s eagerness to leave Afghanistan is outweighed outweighs any of its concerns about the country's future. Some analysts worry American withdrawal will have ominous consequences for the people of Afghanistan. Quote, it could become like Syria, a multiple patchwork of different competing areas where there's hundreds of thousands of deaths rather than tens of thousands, where there's many millions of refugees and where there's complete chaos in certain parts of the country and a stronghold for terrorists, warned O'Hanlon, a former member of the External Advisory Board at the Central Intelligence Agency. So, anyway, any thoughts on that, Tim, before I let you go? Yeah, I, I don't see how that can become like Syria with the way that ISIS had that thing all segmented out. That The Afghans, I don't think the Afghans will tolerate that. There will certainly not be... You know, the northern section might be independent on its own, uh, might be operating on its own and and not have much to do with the southern section. But I can't see some kind of radical major uh, um, uh, jihadi organization like ISIS uh, getting a foothold in there. Uh, the Taliban are fighting ISIS right now. They've been fighting ISIS. I, the Taliban are the Taliban. And they're about Afghanistan. I think it's going to turn out better than we we can reasonably hope for. But I'm still just... I'm still just just despondent over the whole thing. It's it's I I never thought we'd I, we'd be there in our lifetime again. So so the so the patchwork of the, the Taliban controls you know vast parts of Afghanistan and has done right. that for a long time. So right. so I I would agree with you. I don't think the Syria uh, analogy is right. The question becomes the amount. What I do believe is is relatively close is. The amount of death that will ensue in the contested parts of Afghanistan, which is the major population centers, would you? Right. Would you? So that's the question. And does oh, yeah. it, does this move advance? And again, I I I think this is absolutely right. You know, the Doha peace process, in my opinion, has simply been a ruse, right? And 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 a path to get the United States out of Afghanistan so the Taliban can sort this out. And remember, the Afghan government wasn't part of the Doha negotiations. The, the <laughs> Taliban, on principle, refused to deal with what they had called the puppet regime. Right. Yeah. And yeah. So I mean, now I, we will abandon the puppet regime, and that will uh, allow the Taliban, uh, that loose configuration, to treat the tr- puppet regime like what? A legitimate government? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the only thing that's missing is the rim shot, but your laughter filled in nicely. So well done. Yeah, well, yeah. It's I mean the the, the problem from the get go from from a military standpoint has always been you didn't have a legitimate partner to to turn over stuff that you took. You know, the it, it's always been a problem that, right. and of course, a porous border behind which they can slip and refit. Here's another Vietnam here, all over again. Here's another. Um, Here's another interesting email. One of the things Tim mentioned in the modernization of Afghanistan is the advance across the board that women have made there. It's not yeah. gonna, it's not going to play well in Peoria when Afghan women are going on television and yelling death to America because we abandoned them and they've been put back into their place in a traditional Afghan culture. 
Well, that you know. And, the and let me tell you, there's there's no doubt that that will happen. No, no, no. But but again, it depends on where you are. If if you're up, if you're on the border with Iran, like you are in Nimrod's province, they have very Iranian type of views about women. Women drive. Women work outside the home. That's not a problem. If you're in Erzgan problem province, that's a gigantic problem. If you're in the northern part of the country, it's not an issue at all because they're not Pashtuns up there. It kind of depends where you are. And Kabul is considered a foreign country to all Afghans that are not in Kabul. So yeah, and the, and the places where we're used to being because of the fighting and whatnot, it's going to be very bad. For a woman being raised in Herat, she'll be able to drive, she'll be able to go to college, she'll be able to do what she wants. <laughs> In an Afghan context, not what she wants, what she wants, but she doesn't have the same strictures of having a male relative to escort her everywhere. And she doesn't face as a teenager the harsh censure if she talks to somebody outside of her family. And that censure is always and invariably death. I mean, it's pretty fucking harsh, Um, but it's not universal in Afghanistan, but it will go back that way in the places we know and carry about. And um uh, to to the, the Helmand province certainly being one of them, yeah, yeah. No, and and to his point, um, that's not going to play well in the United States. Oh when, hell no! When no 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 when Afghan no, no. women go on and say you abandoned us and this is our fate now, um, yeah, and 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 but, most but, assuredly, I mean, when you see Taliban spokesmen saying, "Oh no, we will honor women within the within our tradition," and their tradition is not you know, the expanded role in life that a lot of Afghan women have experienced once America, right. Once America, the American way showed up. And so, yeah, but, but, but I know, agree. I, I mean, that's not going to play well. On I TV. don't think it would have played well had the American people, but you know what? It's really not going to matter because the Democrats control most of the media. So it's really this, not going to get out there. It, and, and I was kind of getting to that point. How much did we talk about turning uh, 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 girls who were in, in, who were going to be killed by their parents? How much did we give? We had to turn those kids back to their parents, knowing what was happening. And we did a pretty good job of not getting American people upset about that. If you know, if we wanted to get the American people on a jihad against Afghanistan, all you, you'd have to do is uh, cover in detail how they treat dogs, because <laughs> that's not. Not an Afghan thing. They're not fond. They're not fans of dogs. That's enough to get any college student riled up. But that's not what we do. Right. And um, yeah, it's going to be it's it's going to be nasty. And there's people that believed us when we said we're not going anywhere, and they're going to pay for having believed us. And that's just the way it is. Right. All right, Timmy. I appreciate you hopping on this morning. Thank you. Oh no worries, Mac. Love to do it. All right, bud. Love See doing ya. it. All right. Yeah. Talk to you later. That is Tim Lynch um, with a. Uh, his candid assessment of uh, Afghanistan. It's more than a little bit disturbing that the most powerful nation on the planet cannot use its economic power, its military power, its diplomatic power to achieve its outcomes when it when it uses that power. And we see that over and over and over again. Again, I, I you know, if you if you want a depressing read along these lines, go ahead and 
Go ahead and read H.R. McMaster's Dereliction of Duty about um, Joint Chiefs, um, people that worked in the White House, special, you know, the President's special military advisor to Vietnam. I think Maxwell Taylor, you know, occupied that position. And, uh, and how Vietnam got going, stayed going. And, uh, and then we, and then we went to, we went for the door, right? We went, provide them with spare parts. Um, I don't know. It's just very disconcerting, uh, when you see us, you know, do this again. Uh, I think what was it, Operation Frequent Wind, which was the evacuation of Saigon, you know, the people, you know, crowding at the embassy, and you, you can imagine there's a version of that going on in Afghanistan right now. You know, the number of people today that are besieging the American embassy that have worked for the United States that now fear for their life as we go down this road again. And again, Tim, the point Timmy was making about Osama bin Laden was the point General Zinni made, you know, that, you know, get bin Laden, you know, destroy the training camps and, and all the high-value targets that have leaked out of those things, and then leave. You don't want Afghanistan. But the Bush administration did not see it that way. And so, and so now we're going to unass Afghanistan, you know, to the benefit of the Taliban and you know, we'll all watch what happens. So, not a good day, no matter how you slice it. Uh, on that note, don't touch that dial. Uh, this program repeats itself momentarily. Afghanistan, the subject of the day. Um, you know, is there a case to be made for our, a strategic presence in the region, right? And the United States and NATO continuing to have its hand on the scale of power in Afghanistan knowing that once it leaves, it leaves a weak federal government um, to fend for itself. So if there's no strategic argument to be made, then there's only an argument about prestige. And you have Colin Powell being quoted as saying, we've done as much as we could do. And he was one of the ones who argued for our continued involvement in Afghanistan. So, anyway. A nation that can't figure it the fuck out. Man. Unbelievable. We'll be back in the Have a great day. I'm Mike McNamara. This is All Marine Radio. Here on the All Warrior Radio Network. Don't be afraid to change somebody's life. Pretty good business. So, and if you need help, don't be afraid to shoot me an email. Don't be afraid to send somebody this way. More than happy to help. Have a great day. On this Wednesday, I'm out.